0: episode of over the horizon i'm nicholas and this is
1: and i'm a louise
0: and this um, segment for this month of december we will split the podcast in two different um, episodes because we are kind of getting a little bit burnt out by talking about politics for about an hour and 30 minutes so for this shorter episode we are going to talk about historical segments that we find interesting And for my portion, just be completely unscripted of what I remember from, like, AP U.S. history and AP world history. And then Ayla has, like, a true crime case that she, like, wants to talk
1: about. I am somewhat prepared this time.
0: I mean, we're never prepared. We just, like, do podcasts. But that's how this episode will work. And since we have, like, a more prepared um, approach from Ayla, we're going to start out with her historical segment relating to true crime about, like, some... um, Serial
1: killers. He's not just some serial killer. Okay, so for the first segment that I'm doing, it's we are going to be discussing H.H. Holmes, also known as Dr. Henry Howard Holmes, one of the first American serial killers. Now, this is pretty festive, if you don't mind the homicide, because it, the timeline of his. Killing started from December 25th, 1891, to October 25th, 1894. So, let's get into it. Dr. Henry Howard Holmes was a, was an American con artist. He was already wanted in the U.S. for, be, for scamming people out of their mon- money and being a bigamist. He was ha- having quite a few affairs with quite a lot of women. So, one of the things that he did is he moved to Chicago after having multiple warrants out for his arrest in his home state. So, his first victim was, was his mistress, Julia Smith, and her adopted daughter, Pearl. This is speculated that it is his first killings. However, they went missing shortly after the Julia Smith's husband broke up with her for having an affair. Henry H- Holmes seemed to have seemed to always hate the fact that he would end up being held responsible for this as Julia Smith and her daughter were started living with him.
0: So was like that his motivation, like, so it was, a, like, relating to, like, an extramarital affair if they were married at the time. 100%. So that's when it started, like, his spree of, like, violence. Which yes. A lot it... of this stuff is really violent, and I'm like, yeah, let's, it's kind of enter- not entertainment, in my opinion. This St- historical segment is pretty dark. It's not entertainment. It's just interesting to see so far. Yeah.
1: So, he, so his... Reasoning for his mistress and adopted daughter disappearing was that Julius Smith had gone out to get an abortion and had died shortly after that. However, he didn't say where the remains were kept, and since forensics kind of sucked in the 1800s, people believed him. However, what wasn't answered was how his adopted daughter was killed and why she went missing. Some have. This part gets pretty both blurry because some people have said that he, that she had ran away from home, and that was his reasoning, or that he, people just didn't want to know about her. We, yeah. So he killed. So while we may not have enough evidence to say that he killed his mistress and adopted daughter. We can infer from the rest of the killings that it was definitely him.
0: This has a lot of similarities with another. Ted, Bu- yeah, Ted Bundy, right? Yeah. Because it has like, it's a similar. Like, didn't he have like a. Who did he specifically target? Women. Like, women? Like, was it like more specifically like women who are more active in society? Like, what's kind of more I, way? I'm or was not. was it like just women in general?
1: I think it was just women in general. Howard Holmes just hated women after his mistress lived with him. There have been some theories, however, that he was Jack the Ripper. However, I personally don't believe the theories because he was in America. And while he did mo- mainly target women and killed them in a similar fashion to Jack the Ripper. He was in America during this time.
0: I mean, wait, so like the ways that it was similar to what the Ripper's Mm -hmm. like killings were. I mean, I doubt it. I mean, the thing is, is who even, like there's really like an unanswered question about who even was in the United Kingdom. And this is like drifting to another true crime which is like Jack the Ripper that's like i think it was somebody who did have like i don't know like anatomical knowledge cuz like they could take out like specific bodily organs there was,
1: <laughs> was also reality. a similarity between his knowledge of anatomy to Jack the Ripper yeah because well he was a doctor
0: but the thing about how i don't i don't see it maybe with this case is like was there ever any documentation of him going to UK? No, that's no.
1: why I personally don't believe the theory either.
0: I mean, like there has to be like documentation because I don't like understand how like some like there's no way that the Ripper could like theoretically teleport himself to um, the United Kingdom, especially in the Whitechapel district. Um, it seems like he targeted the same type of people, but the Rippers was more specific relating to women who were like pretty active PG and whatever. Yeah, um, in the Whitechapel district. Um, and I'm not entire like I think what the Ripper had to know and what I do not think is a coincidence. Is that he knew exactly, or he or whatever, like sometimes there's like even Jill, the ripper was like theory. Is that the Ripper had to know specific police and security times? So what I mean by that is like they had he had to know what time the security guards were going to do their like, what's like the technical term for it? Spot check. Shifts. Shifts. So they're due their shifts. And they have to walk around a specific location, like around an area, and patrol. Yep, patrol is what I meant. Um, that specific region. It's not a coincidence, in my opinion, that those killings happened when the security guards were either not at the location or they were close enough to the location, but they couldn't uncover. Yeah. Like, there's that's way too... Like, knowledgeable, like, no one's that lucky. They had to know something about, um, the, like, patrols. Yep. And what about, like, this case, like, he know about the patrols, too, or?
1: He actually killed them in this, in this hotel in Chicago that he had bought. People have infamously called it the murder hotel because, well, he murdered, like, ten people there.
0: like, But how was it just like the same, like just brutal meaning? Or was he it... mainly
1: suffocated the women he caught?
0: Suffocate, okay. but he also, but like, did he also do that with the security guards? He
1: didn't kill any security guards from my research. Uh-oh. From what I,
0: but he, he said he did something with patrol officers, right? Or am I wrong?
1: That I did not. Kill. Oh, sorry, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so it so. The thing is that I'm wondering how few people didn't catch on about was that literally every woman he met died. Like, this woman had given him a job at a drugstore. I forgot her name, but she had gone missing along with her husband a bit later, allowing him to buy said drugstore. Mm -hmm. And looking at his patterns of behavior of killing nearly every woman he met, it it can be said that he did kill his former boss
0: um yeah, and that's what's so strange about the situation, so his first um so he turned insane due to his mistress.
1: he and wasn't even insane,
0: he probably like all these people are like right. well, like there are um. So he turned, like, that was his, like, fall into insanity or whatever, like, into murder, was due to his mistress, correct? Yes. And then that motivated him just to continue to go on his spree. So, like, what exactly happened to, like, did they fit, like, the authorities, like, they know his name, so the authorities definitely figured him out at some point. So, did yeah. what happened?
1: Okay, so... Carrying on from his um, murder of his wife, he then went on to murder his business partner and speculated accomplice, Benjamin. I can't pronounce his last name. Pietzel? Pietzel? P- Pietzel? Pietzel, I can guess. Eh, who, who cares? He's dead. Um, he's been now, the thing was interesting was that he was put on trial for Benjamin's murder. And that was the only thing he was convicted of, despite having been confirmed to kill quite a few more people.
0: So, so, why do you think that is?
1: Well, this could also be linked to the lack of cadavers at the time. It's said on biography.com that he ended up kill killing Benjamin and then using his corpse as a cadaver.
0: So with uh huh. Is it like possible that like the judicial system, like they could have known that he like did a killing spree with all these other women, but they had more stronger evidence. So they just charged him with one count of with Benjamin. And then if that failed, then they could just charge him with everything
1: else. Yeah.
0: Because so. that's what a lot of the times they do in the Judicial system when it comes to these t- specific type of cases.
1: So, a compl- an incomplete list of Holmes' known victims was the uh, the Pitz- Pietzel family, the Benjamin and his three children, the the daughters Alice and Nellie, and the son Howard. He ended up. Now, according to this, it's said that he did it as part of an insurance fraud thing
0: because insurance.
1: Yeah, I I mean, same, I guess, if you really needed the money. Except he decided to set them on fire after knocking Benjamin out. I mean, if it works.
0: When was this specifically occurred?
1: It in the fall of 19 19- 1894 not 1984 mm-hmm. have way more information
0: 1984 is so much let's like, switch topic but it's a different that's time. a to- not the political topic <laughs> about, oh no um but um, yeah that's so that's strange is there like anything additional you want to talk about with this case
1: he confessed to over 25 murders Except the thing was, about half of the murders he confessed to were people who were still alive and have been confirmed to be alive during that time of his trial. Hmm. I mean, if he was going to go down,
0: he was just going to um,
1: go down for everything.
0: Yeah, like, so he was like just admitted to all of it, but like some of it doesn't necessarily make any sense. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. Like, he either didn't know the number or he was um, entirely, how do I say this? Like, he was entirely, and, like, he was certain that he did these, this, like, these actions to his people. Or, like, didn't he just want that bigger number so he would just, like, die to be, like, infamous?
1: Well, the thing is, the police and forensics sucked. So I think he thought that if he said he had a higher number than what he actually did have, which was 10 people, if he had 25 people, it would give people an actual reason to know his name.
0: Yeah, that's what we see with a lot of, like, these killers, is once they get caught, they just, like, admit to a large, like, number. So it's... And the number isn't necessarily true. It's just that they want to be known as, like, they did this to this many people, when in reality it's probably a lower number. Like, and that's even, like, the same case with, like, the Rippers, when, like, there's, like, speculation that there's nine, but, like, the main term is, like, canonical five. Yeah. So, like, that's interesting, like, pattern we see with, like, a lot of these true crime cases, Or you just see, like, a complete, like indeterminate like you cannot determine like what happened on those nights.
1: However he did end up getting well the families did end up getting some justice in the end. He was Holmes was hung in the gallows but his neck didn't snap. penalty. Yeah instead he died a very slow death that and creation. yeah he, he died after 20 minutes of being hanged. So I think that's gonna do it for my segment. We'll move on to the next segment soon.
0: All right. All right. So for the next segment, this is about the Red Scare, which occurred in like the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, especially after World War II. And what do you know about the Red Scare, Ayla?
1: Absolutely nothing. Well, I, I well, since it's he uh, said it was in the 60s, I'm assuming it's about like the Cold War. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, the Red Scare was basically like an anti-communism thing in the 1960s that like affected a lot of people, and especially in America, due to like the fear of the spread of communism, especially with like the increase in proxy wars, like the Korean and Vietnam War. And it's just really interesting because there's just a lot of mob mentality around the Red Scare, which we are seeing today. And that's why it like chose it because it's kind of like we're seeing like a segment of where people are just going with the herd. Yeah. Um, what else do you have to add, like, about, like, modern-day, like, communism, or is there, like, anything from social media that you've seen?
1: Well, we've discussed Reddit a bit say on how far left they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I've noticed is that it's mostly 13-year-olds and below pushing communism despite never living under it so uh, i just find that kind of funny because on paper communism does seem to work but in practice
0: no. <laughs> unless if like you believe that everyone will want to form a common good which no nobody like, wants it's that it's tried it's been tried like people say it's but not been tried, it's been tried, it's failed, like, but that's, like, another topic, but with the Red Scare, they called, like, everyone a communist, like, we had even, like, movements among, like, senators in the United States called, like, Joseph McCarthy, who was, like, a senator from Wisconsin, I think, who called everyone, like, a communist, and, like, said he had secret information about how he's going to expose all these people who are relating to these Russian communists, and, like, um. he he's, like, no, like, infamous in American history because he's, like, he actually got, like, condemned pretty harshly by the Congress, but he, like, called everyone a communist.
1: But why would you say that?
0: Well, yeah, he said he had, like, secret information that he would expose all these congressional members and authorities that were secretly communist.
1: You know, there actually was the Communist Party of America, Oh, quite a while back, but um, it died quite a while back as well.
0: Well, there was also that as well. Um, it wasn't always as relevant. You did also see have an impact on social and worker movements, um, but, um, basically, um, due to the field fears of like communist subversion in the United States and like that there's spies everywhere from Russia that are going into being like sympathizers in the United States, it just led to a huge amount of like smear like campaigns yeah. against other people and um, there's more um, other things you want to talk about, Ayla? Uh,
1: not with the communists.
0: Alright, so that this podcast segment is a little bit shorter, I just did not really have much to add about this segment because it's kind of like a general topic. There's not many, much to discuss, but that is what I would have All right, so that's it, it for episode five of Over the Horizon.